Bible commands us to cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression. This is the Cry Aloud broadcast with evangelist Ted Houston. Thanks again for being with us. We're continuing our study on the battle with temptation and sin very clearly in Revealed to us in Galatians five seventeen, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. It was written to the Christian. When we got saved, our sin nature did not die. It did not go away. We carry it until we die or the rapture takes place, and then it'll no longer be there. Hallelujah. But until that time, as we walk through this life as a Christian, we face the battle with temptation and sin. Everybody does. Every man is tempted. Uh, there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man in Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul, as a 35-year-old Christian, says, The things I would I do not, and the things I would not that I do. No more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And so we understand that it's a battle that we all face, and we made this statement, it's not a sin to be tempted. Jesus was tempted, but he didn't sin. That means he didn't give in to the temptation. The devil said, turn the stone to bread. Jesus didn't do it. He said, um, jump off this pinnacle, and God will send angels so you don't die, and Jesus didn't do it. And he said to Jesus, bow down, worship me, and I'll give you everything in the world, and Jesus didn't do it. So we are tempted by our flesh and by the world and by the devil to do things that are contradictory to God's word. And if we don't do them, we're just like Jesus. We didn't sin at that point. Now, we got lots of sins we've done, don't we? And so we want to learn how to get victory over this. Every Christian wants victory over their sin. And the failure to win this battle, we mentioned, brings captivity. It brings us into captivity to the law of sin. Sin conquers us. We become controlled by it. And it's a miserable place to be. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. And he said, who shall deliver me? And we'll talk about deliverance here in a little bit. Then we saw that sin breaks fellowship with God. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. It doesn't say if we say that we know him, that we're related to him. But if say I'm in fellowship with God and I'm walking in darkness, we're lying to ourselves. And we know that if we're truly saved, we know we're not pleasing God. Just like when we did something wrong as a child, we knew we weren't pleasing our parents. And in order to get back fellowship, we had to confess our sin. That's what it says in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then we said that one of the consequences of not winning the battle against sin is robbing us of our joy. David, when he sinned with Bathsheba, said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. God, I've lost my joy. Sin will rob you of your joy. And then Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, we saw a consequent is God's chastening, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So it goes on to say, if you be without chastisement, then are you bastards and not sons. So I just want to say, dear friend, if you're sinning and there's no chastisement, and I said guilt is God's greatest tool, there's no, there's no compunction, there's no remorse, there's no guilt over your sin. I would ask myself, dear friend, very seriously whether or not I was saved, if that were my case. When I went out and sinned, I had pleasure in the sin, but I didn't feel good about it after it was over. God's Holy Spirit convicted me. And then we see another consequence in Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Reaping, every decision has a consequence. Every cause has an effect. Here it says that if we sow to the flesh, if we listen to the lust of the flesh and we do what it says, that we are going to reap corruption. That means ruination or rottenness. You know, uh, you cannot do wrong and expect that right is going to result. If we sow to the Spirit, we shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. And you know, dear friend, it's not saying that you are saved because you sowed to the Spirit, simply saying that your everlasting life is going to be wonderful and your laying up treasure in heaven is going to be a great day when you go to heaven because you fought the sin, you didn't give in to it, you don't have a lot of, of accountability to give to the Lord, and you have a lot of rewards for doing right. And the, tomorrow, the next broadcast, we'll be talking about a little bit about this reaping what we sow. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Cry Aloud broadcast with evangelist Ted Houston, produced by Bible Tracks Incorporated of Bloomington, Illinois. Visit BibleTracksInc.org for more information.